0: This is a public service announcement, sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records.
1: Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation.
0: Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C. Oh, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music man's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, ho. Oh, oh, not DOC, but similar to them letters. No one could do it better. I check chatter like a food inspector. My homie Strick told me, do finish your breakfast. So that's what I'm going to do. Take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward the jewels and the necklace. Woo! Let me tell you, dudes, what I
1: do to protect this. Shoot at you, actors like movie directors. <laughs> what up? What up? What is up, everybody? It's your boys. It's Beach. It's Bill. And this is episode number 19 of Chaos on the rocks. There are no rules. There are no regulations. Just a couple of guys talking about whatever our hearts desire. Hope everybody had a fantastic week. Once again, when you hear our fabulous voices, it means we've reached Friday. It's the weekend. It's October 1st, Bill. It's officially spooky season. Um. Time to start carving the pumpkins time to start hitting the corn mazes apple picking you know break out the flannels for friday flannel fridays are back um it's uh it's a great time of the year um but uh, what what's going on with you my man
2: not much um getting comfortable into my new job Getting comfortable into October, getting comfortable into life. I don't know. I am ready to go for chaos on the rocks. It is another great week. I hope everybody had a great week, and I hope, even though we're not into the, the pod just yet, you guys have a great weekend too. just in case I forget to
1: say it. Yeah, always great to you know just wish the people well. Right at the start, in case we get wrapped up in intense conversation early, or you know, and, and we just completely space out and we forget as we go along here. Um, but again, glad to have you along. Uh, this is episode number nineteen. It's again, dude. It's it's hard to believe it's October. Um, my birthday's six days away. Um, that's even harder to believe. Um, real world kicks in now. Twenty six got to get my own goddamn health insurance. So, uh, that blows, um,
2: God bless America.
1: Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 25, you can officially start renting cars and 26, they shove it up your hoop and say, Oh, yep. You got to get your own health insurance sucks to be you. But, um, but yeah. So, Hey, like I said, it's October, it's officially spooky season. Um and Bill, you have a story that you wanted to share with the people to lead us off here. No better way to do it. Um let's talk about the 11-year-old that was stabbed in the foot at a haunted house.
2: Yes, yeah, so coming out of Berea, Ohio, uh a haunted house actor accidentally stabbed a boy in the foot with a knife at a fair. Uh the Uh, The assailant uh, admitted to the police that using the knife was not a good idea as officers spoke to the 11-year-old boy there with a family friend when he suffered a cut on his left big toe. Witnesses told officers that one of the roaming outside actors at the haunted house was using a large Bowie knife as a prop to scare people. They said the 22-year-old actor was scraping the knife on the ground in front of them and began to stab the ground at the boy's feet, which went through his croc shoe and cut his left foot. Wow. First of all, that actor,
1: not a very smart person. My my first of all comment here is like, how does the the fair and the people putting on the haunted house and all that stuff. How do they allow somebody to use a real knife? Like, I understand the need to try and make it as believable and as actual, you know, as scary as possible. But when we bring real blades into this thing, like what the, the length of the blade runs anywhere from five to five inches to a foot long.
0: That's absurd.
2: Yes, that is, that is just ridiculous. I'm reading through the article more. Uh, He should have been using a fake prop or rubber knife, obviously a poor decision on his part to bring a real knife to the fairgrounds. Says uh, the lieutenant police officer of the Berea Police Department. Yeah, that's.
1: See, this is why I don't fuck with haunted houses, man.
2: Yeah, I'm. I well, I don't like getting scared. That's a big thing for me. Although I love spooky season, I hate getting scared for pleasure. I get zero pleasure out of being scared.
1: Yeah, like what? Why would I want to pay money to go and potentially crap my pants? Because some asshole is gonna jump out from a closet or a hole in the wall, or you know, I don't know about you, but I don't do well with clowns. Eh, I, I don't mind clowns. I, I don't. Okay, I shouldn't say I don't do. I. It's gonna be broad daylight <laughs> out, and I gotta be able to like see if see a clown in front. Like, clown pops out of nowhere and tries to scare me. You best believe that thing's getting sucker punched, you know, you know right across the face or something. I, I don't do that scary clown crap. Fuck that.
2: Yeah, you remember the scary clown, uh, like internet craze? Those That was wild. Yeah. I never we, saw one, but we like, had a lockdown at wild.
1: Merrimack because somebody called in and reported that there was a couple of clowns walking around on campus. I was working at the hockey rink one night. All right, so let me take you through this. I was, I was working at the hockey rink one night and all of a sudden there was reports on, like I was just, I just happened to be scrolling through on Twitter for a moment, whatever, waiting to go out and make the ice at Merrimack at the time. And I, like I said, I was, I was scrolling through Twitter and all of a sudden it says reports of a clown on Merrimack college's campus. And all of a sudden, like five minutes later, we're getting an automated call from the Merrimack College Police Department saying to lock all your doors, shelter in place or whatever. So it's me, and then there was one other guy at the hockey rink at the time. So I'm on one side of the ice or the one side of the building. He's on the other rink. And we're telling coaches are in the middle of practice. We're telling coaches, all right, you got to get your kids off the ice, get them into the locker room. And then we have to go around the entire building And check every single door and make sure the entire building is locked down. It was nuts. That
2: sounds awful.
1: Turns out there was nobody on campus in a clown suit or anything like that. But still, it's a pain in the ass. You got to try to pull kids off the ice in the middle of practice at like eight fifteen at night. You got to tell coaches, "Hey, look, you know, sorry, coach. I know you're trying to run your uh, your circle eight drill here, but." there's a report of a clown potentially walking around with a knife and things like that. So I, I think it's best if you guys get off the ice and head to the locker room and kind of just hold out there until we get more information and we find out what exactly is going on. Um, but yeah, just in general, fuck clowns. It's in like dark, scary settings. Like, no, 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 I'm done. Nope. I also, so, have, I also, am sorry. I also have no desire to walk around with a steaming turd in my pants. If for some reason, someone legitimately scares the shit out of me.
2: I don't know if I've ever gotten the shit actually scared out of me, but so with, with October approaching, like you were saying, there are a lot more activities you can do revolving around spooky season in the fall in general. So if you're not a, a haunted house guy, what's your uh, favorite fall activity?
1: Um, yeah, I'm a big, like, I, I, I like going to, like, far, like, farm stands and stuff, like, walking around. Um, hot apple cider is a big thing. Love that. The apple cider donuts. Um, um, corn maze, but, again, it's going to be in the broad daylight. Can't have any possibility of something jumping out from the middle of the corn. Um, and then I get, you know, if you want to be as typical white girl as possible here, it's just driving up North and doing leaf peeping, you know, there's nothing better than, you know, the white mountains in, in the early fall and all the foliage and stuff that's up there. I mean, especially if you get it at the right time of this year, which uh I was told that um, next week actually is uh, peak foliage season for anybody that might be interested. Um, they're saying the week, uh, the seventh through like the fourteenth or fifteenth, something like that, is when it's going to be right at the right at the peak and is the best time to go. Um, so again, if you know if you're looking for something to do on a Friday, uh, you know Friday evening or Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Take a ride up north, man. It's it's not that bad. You might get stuck in a fuckload of traffic coming back south, but you know, you time it out, work it out right, it's not that bad.
2: We love you? beautiful foliage. I am a big apple picking guy. Um, funny enough, Melissa and I have been dating for six years, and the first quote unquote date that we were ever supposed to go on was to go apple picking, and Melissa. Uh, decided she didn't want to go on that date originally so what ended up happening is last year we went apple picking legitimately for the first time I have always grown up going apple picking with my family though it was you know a pretty good family event I'd go with cousins aunts uncles we would go get some apple cider donuts after you know Frolic through apple fields. I actually also did my first corn maze ever last year too. And I do like corn mazes. I didn't think I would like it, but my big thing is if you put me in a pressure situation with a bunch of other people, I'm naturally just going to try and call it like shot call. And people don't really like to get shot called on when you're in the middle of a corn maze and everybody's arguing where you're supposed to go because you've seen the same patch of grass for six times in a row. Cause you just <laughs> recognize it. So Yeah. If you guys want to go to a corn maze, uh, don't go with me. Or if you do go with me, just let me lead the way. You can give me some constructive criticism along the way, but yeah, I I would say apple picking dough for sure is number one. I never really was a pumpkin carver. I probably carved like two or three pumpkins in my whole life. I painted pumpkins a lot more. I would just like straight up paint on the pumpkins. That was another big family thing we would do too. Unless we get a pumpkin from the pumpkin patch we would all paint it, do whatever we wanted to it. I don't really remember any of my best ones, but I'm, I'm sure I had some good ones along the line.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, pumpkin. Great. Uh, how how do you feel about pumpkin spice?
2: Not a pumpkin spice guy.
1: No? Okay. Um, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, but I'll drink pumpkin beer. I'm not really a pumpkin beer guy either. I'm telling you. Recommend it. Try it. You know, I'm not I'm not over the top as far as like I said, I'm not over the top as far as pumpkin flavoring and all that stuff goes. But there is a more of a cinnamony aftertaste with this than anything. And it's it's really good. It's it's a nice, nice light beverage to, to sit around and drink while you're recording a podcast.
2: Hey man. Yeah, I actively went out of my way for last uh, football Sunday to get uh some of the last summer shandies that they had on the shelves and market basket because oh, i do love me a a lemony beer lemon beers are my absolute favorite type Australia. of beer. Mm-hmm.
1: okay that's interesting um, so
2: shout out porch rocker shout out summer ale shout out uh line and google okay those are my those are my three probably in order
1: shout out uh shipyard pumpkin head that's what i'm drinking right now um uh, But all right, Bill, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Football is in mid-swing. You know, the last couple of weeks, you've heard from us as far as uh, fantasy goes. Um, And it's about that time of the episode. It is time for the Chaos on the Rocks Fantasy Football Blitz. Oh, Oh, All right, three weeks of the fantasy football, three weeks of the NFL football season are officially in the books. Bill, how did things go on your end uh, for I'm going, week three?
2: I'm Better going, than week two? I am going fucking crazy. <laughs> I am going fucking crazy about fantasy football this year. I am one and two in every single one of my leagues. I come in on the first week so fucking hot, so fucking hot all of my teams blow the other opponents out of the water. This week I have my team score 106, 87 and 107. And I go against the guys that score 152, 115 and 150. Wow. Yes, and then I also have a Yahoo league that uh, I know for sure I lost in and it was the rematch of the championship match from last year and I got absolutely smoked. Um how about you, Beach?
1: Um, all right, so I am one and two in two leagues, two and one in another, and I am th- three and zero in a th- in my fourth league. I am the only undefeated team remaining in that league. Um, I just want to kind of take you through. I I kind of wanted to get your opinion, um, on my team and in you know because. This is the first time for me in a long time that I've come out of the gate and I've started the year three and zero. Like usually, I'm you know similar situation to you slash my other teams one and two, two and one. You know, I think even a couple of years ago I started zero and three. It's been a while since I could tell you that I started three and zero, and on top of that being the only undefeated team left. So now I know I have a target on my back. It doesn't matter from here on out. There's a target on my back each and every week. Everybody else in the league is going to be gunning for me. They want to be that one person to knock me off the top of the pedestal. So I just want to kind of run you through my, my lineup here that I rolled out this week. And I, I just want to get your thoughts on um, what you think, you know, some of my uh, performers and how they did. And then I'm gonna run you through my bench to kind of give you an idea of where I'm looking and what I've got looking out for me for the rest of the uh, the rest of the season. Right now, at where we stand going into week four. Uh, so my QB, tough week, but he's had a couple of good weeks prior to this. Uh, Russell Wilson finished with 17 points. Uh, my running backs, Kareem Hunt had 81 yards and a touchdown, which was good for 28 points uh Derek Henry dropped off this week I mean it was tough to you know expect him to go out there and put 47 up on the board again uh he finished with 19 and a half my wide receiver is DK Metcalf six catches 107 yards and a touchdown Keenan Allen eight catches for 50 yards and a touchdown and the Chargers win over the Chiefs uh Logan Thomas had Uh, four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown in Washington's blowout loss to Buffalo. Uh, Chris Godwin finished with 19 and a half points, six catches, 74 yards, and a rushing TD. Uh, after the Rams beat the Bucks, who we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, what that means, he's uh, Godwin was in my flex position, uh, it's a double flex, so I also played uh, Jared Cook. He had a strong week last week. This week, not so much. He finished with 4.7 points, just two catches for 27 yards. Um, Unfortunately, my defense suffered this week after a strong performance last week. Uh, The Patriots defense allowed 22 points and only got me five. Um, On my bench, uh, I had A.J. Dillon, Trey Sermon. um, Nicole Hardman had 12.5 points um Trey Lance is my backup QB he had six points after he had a rushing touchdown in the uh 49ers loss to Green Bay um actually excuse me I have two backup QBs I should say I might I actually think I'm going to get rid of Trey Lance uh because Derek Carr is my uh is my other quarterback he had himself a pretty good week he finished with 23 points um so that that that's my lineup that's how it shakes out I won 147 to 123 uh this is the second week in a row that i finish as the top scorer in the uh in the league so i am three and zero heading into week number four right now i'm projected to lose by three points um but again i'm not all that concerned because my ruling is if you're within that one to seven Points on the on the uh, projection scale, it's going to slide about fifteen different times uh, during the course of a Sunday. So, with that said, I turn it over to you. Uh, takeaways: What do you think? Where? How do you think I'm looking? Um, and I just, like I said, I kind of want to know if it's uh, luck or if I actually have a decent team established here.
2: I'd say you have a decent team. I personally. I'm really high on your two quarterbacks you actually have on your bench, both being Trey Lance and um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a quarterback I'm trying to get right now. In one of my leagues, I'm streaming quarterbacks right now, and I think that Derek Carr has been sneaky good. I'm sure he's on somebody's bench. I doubt he's somebody's starter right now just because the league that I'm streaming quarterbacks in is very sus, in terms of uh, people knowing talent and not knowing talent. But my opinion on Trey Lance though, is that San Fran needs to get something going with a running game. Obviously with all their running backs being hurt and all of them just not really being able to produce once they come back. Trey Lance is, is that mobility that San Fran kind of needs. So I, I don't know if I would necessarily try and get rid of him right now. I mean, if there is somebody on the waivers that you feel as though would help your team out. I mean, I know for myself, uh, this week on the waiver wire, I am targeting, uh, Chubba Hubbard. And again, if, if you're in a league and not targeting Chuba Hubbard, Hubbard
1: that was Chubba. Chuba. Chuba's Chubba Hubbard. He was the, it was a star running back at Oklahoma state. Sorry, Chuba, but I want to call you Chubba Chubba Hubbard. Um,
2: <laughs> I am also looking to get. I have get... him as,
1: I actually. Sorry, I have uh, Chuba as one of my starting running backs now in my other league because Christian McCaffrey's hurt. I'm also looking
2: to get uh, Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, as I said, I'm streaming quarterbacks in the league, and Kirk Cousins has kind of low key been having a really good season. Um, I think that the Vikings are starting off pretty hot for being where they are, and. You know, I, I'm all in on Kirk Cousins trying to make himself elite. I believe Kirk Cousins is very similar to Joe Flacco right now in the sense of dude's always been on the cusp of being elite, but when it comes to big matchups, he just can't win them. You know, I, I yes, Joe Flacco has a super bowl, but is Joe Flacco elite? Um,
1: so my waiver wires this week. Um, and again, this is where we're sitting here recording on Tuesday evening. Um, at the time i have three waiver claims pending looking to pick up the bengals defense and drop the pats uh the bengals have a matchup this week with uh who the hell are the bengals playing this week i think it's jacksonville if i'm not mistaken um i'm looking to pick up chuba hubbard in this league as a secondary running back and i'm also looking to pick up tim patrick to kind of uh Sturdy up my wide receiver depth, um. So that uh, that's that's kind of the direction that I'm looking. I'm looking to kind of buckle down and add a little bit more depth at the running back position. Because let's be honest here, with McCaffrey being out, Chuba's going to get more touches. But then when McCaffrey comes back, do they continue to just feed McCaffrey, or are they kind of just Work him back in slowly because this Almost is now like what? the
2: Mike Davis situation all over again.
1: Yeah. Cause this is now, I think the second seat, this is the second season in a row that he's been hurt. I think it's the third in like four years that he's been in the league. He's gotten hurt. So, I mean, Jeez. Yeah,
2: he I don't know how people can continue to say that he is the best player in football and all this stuff. Well, is he I'm not best? gonna lie?
1: I'm not gonna lie. He's the he might be the best value at the running back position just because of one, the amount of touches that he gets per game just carrying the ball, but then the, the versatility that he has out of the backfield, being able to catch the ball as well and being be a threat in the pass game. But you gotta stay healthy to be a threat in the pass game. Yes, he a healthy to be a threat at all. Touche. That is very true. Um, but yeah, so here we are. We're sitting here three and O heading into week four. Um, my buddy I'm playing this week actually just lost for the first time um, this past week. So it, um, it it could have been a matchup of two three and O teams, but you know. Only uh, only one prevailed. Only one remains, and it happens to be your boy. It happens to be the commish, and so the commish walks into week four of the fantasy football league or season with a massive target on his back. I said I was looking for a bounce back season last year. I performed terribly. Um, I think last year I finished like five and eleven. It was not pretty. Um, but. Couldn't have asked for a better start, you know. So that's where we are after three weeks. That's the Chaos on the Rocks fantasy football blitz. Best of luck to everybody out there in their uh week four matchups, and uh, we're chugging along here. So, um, we'll stay on the topic of sports, but we'll shift over to the uh to the hard court, um, and Shaq. Bill has decided he no longer wants to be a celebrity. Really,
2: it seems as though that is true. The Los Angeles Lakers legend, as well as a few other teams, Boston included, uh, Shaquille well, O'Neal,
1: magic was where he got to start.
2: Uh, has recently revealed that he no longer wants to be a celebrity. He was quoted saying. Uh, these celebrities are going freaking crazy and I don't want to be one. I denounce my celebrity today. <laughs> I am done with it. I don't want to be in that category. Celebrities are crazy. They really are. Don't call me that anymore. These people are out of their freaking mind with how they treat people, what they do, and what they say. That's never been me. I never want to be looked at like that. I mean, you know, good for Shaq. Yeah. Good for Shaq. I'm, you know, I, I, I love Shaq. I am a big Shaq fan. Shaq has done so many things outside of the realm of basketball and, you know, for him to be considered a celebrity, I think is true, but I will no longer call him that if he is so politely asking that he does not want
1: to be. I remember last year, uh, like the height of the pandemic or not maybe not the height of the pandemic because, you know, People weren't supposed to be going anywhere. People weren't going anywhere. Um, there was a video, I think, when stores started to reopen and stuff like that. There was a video of Shaq at a jewelry store, who just out of the goodness of his heart purchased an engagement ring for this man who was planning to propose to his girlfriend. Just saw, just saw him there, whatever, and you know just walked up to him um and and purchased the uh the ring um looking for the, I'm just pulling up the story here Shack buys man engagement ring at Atlanta jewelry store uh this dates back to April 7th 2021 okay so this was right at the height of the pandemic um Shaquille O'Neal went to an Atlanta jewelry store looking to find some hoop earrings. Uh, He ended up providing a good deed for somebody else. A video surfaced again last year of of O'Neal passing a credit card to a salesman at a jewelry store, covering the cost of another male customer's engagement ring. Um, Afterwards, Shaquille uh, shed some additional light on the gesture. Oh, wait, no, excuse me. This was dated uh, the start of this year, April 2021. Excuse me. Uh, So this was, you know, kind of when people were starting to come back out um, into the real world again. Um, He said it occurred on a Monday. The man was initially hesitant. He didn't want Shaq to to buy it. Um, And Shaq said, no, don't worry about it. Uh, He says, I do it all the time. So, I mean, I I don't know if you want to go around bragging that you do it all the time. You know, just say, hey, man, don't worry about it. You're good. Uh, He does have a jewelry collection at Zales, but it's clear the act uh, was just out of the goodness of his heart. He says, I'm just trying to make people smile. That's all, man. He said on uh, TNT during the uh, NBA pregame show broadcast. So, I mean, good for Shaq. He's out here denouncing the the assholeness is, you know, some celebrities. Um, and he's also out there buying engagement rings for just your average everyday individual.
0: Hit me up, shaq <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: So I mean, but anyway, back to back to your story, bill um it, it the story does mention that he's been known to help out those in need Um, he likes willing to lend a hand to others Um, he says I want to be nice to people Um, you know when they talk about Shaq what, what do they say oh he's a nice guy what else can you be you're either a nice guy or you're an asshole and I definitely don't want to be looked at as an asshole he said so I mean besides he was a 15 time all star won two scoring titles, an MVP award, multiple NBA titles. Um, You know, and now, like we said, he's a TV personality and, you know, he's just, he's, he just wants to do the right thing. He wants to put a smile on people's face and he wants to try and make this world a better place. And at the end of the day, that's what we all should be doing. Agree. That's that's what we all should be doing. There's no need to. It's very easy to be next to somebody
2: holding yeah. the door saying, thank you. when somebody does something very little for you.
1: You know, what are they um, pay it forward? Right. You go to, you know, you go to grab a coffee in the morning, you know, you know, maybe you have, instead of taking the change and putting it back in your pocket, you know, say, Oh no, save this for, you know, the next veteran that comes in and wants to, wants to buy a coffee, you know, their next coffee, their next coffee is on me, you know, or, you know, even just the person behind you, whatever, just say, Hey, look, their coffee, it's on me, whatever. A small act of kindness goes a long way today with people. You could, you never know what other people are going through.
2: So very true.
1: Kudos to Shaq. We appreciate that. We like that. We like seeing, uh, people being nice to other people. So speaking of uh, people that could have been nice to other people, um, we were talking football a few minutes ago, but um, it's kind of a big football game down at Foxborough on Sunday night, Bill. Um, just a little bit. Just, just, little bit. just, just, just a little bit. Right. Um, John Brady is making his much, much anticipated return to Gillette Stadium. However, he's going to be wearing an opposing team jersey. He's not going to be wearing the Patriots' blue, red, white, and silver with the Flying Elvis. Instead, he's going to be wearing Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear as he has for the last year and a half. With that in mind, Got a couple of questions that I want to run by you, Bill, and get your honest opinions on. I mean, we're football guys. We follow the Patriots. The Patriots are our favorite team. And I think it's safe to say that all of our childhood memories revolve around this one man. So who do you put more blame on for the situation that transpired last March prior to Tom Brady leaving? Is it more so on Bill because he finally had, you know, had enough and kind of wanted to start that new transitional phase and bring in a new guy, you know, start grooming the next, what is honestly the most important position on the football field, the quarterback. You don't have a common quarterback. You're not going to have a very good football team. Or is it more so on Brady because he just didn't want to put up with Bill anymore and said, you know what? Screw this. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Thanks for the 21, uh, the 21 years, but I'm gone.
2: I think that this is one of those weird situations where it was just more of a power struggle than anything else, you know, Brady and everybody knows what Brady wanted. He wanted offensive play, uh, you know, power, I guess you want to control over what they're going to be running, who his guys were. And, you know, just the general play calling ability and Bill Belichick is a more than experienced coach. Think about all the coaches in the NFL right now that have come from under his umbrella. And I, I just think that I put more blame on Tom, but not in the way that I really intentionally mean blame I think that Tom just really did get kind of too big for his britches and the Patriots. Just weren't the right size britches for him anymore. You know, I I don't blame Bill Belichick for not wanting to bend the knee to a, to a player, you know, at the end of the day, he is the coach. He is the guy, you know, I understand Tom has very high football IQ and Tom is arguably the greatest player to ever play football. But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick was still at the head of the ship and you know, although I'm not very happy with what transpired after Tom left being Cam Newton coming in and now we have a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who I'm, I'm still pretty high on. I like Mac, like the Mac attack, but I, I think that it was just more of Brady Brady became a diva, honestly. And, uh, Divas do not do well in the Patriots locker room. I think that, you know, Cam Newton not being here anymore can attest to that as well. Somebody like a Chad Ocho did not very do very good in the Patriots system. You know, I, I just think that the Patriots are an organization that you cannot be bigger than the organization. I mean, yes, Tom was clearly bigger than the organization. Tom was the organization, but at the end of the day, if you're not willing to play ball the way that Bill wants you to play ball, you're gone. Simple as that.
1: I'm so glad you had that take. Because I blame I blame Bill. Why do you blame Bill? Okay. Hear me out. Right? Early on in the career, I understand Bill wanting to Have control, wanting to run things his way. But when you get these generational talents, you get these guys that just shatter the mold of what a superstar athlete, what the greatest of all time is, you need to make exceptions. Tom Brady won six Super Bowls and twice he did it. Three out of four and three out of five. He went to nine here in New England alone.
0: If David Tyree doesn't pull a
1: horseshoe out of his ass and stick that ball to his helmet, he could have seven here. You know, if his defense makes one more stop in the second Giants Super Bowl, he could have eight here. If Malcolm Butler plays in the Eagles Super Bowl, he could have nine here. But again, we're not going to sit here and dwell on the shoulda, coulda, woulda aspect of this. He is a five time Super Bowl MVP. Three-time NFL Most Valuable Player, 2007, 2010, and 2017. He's twice won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. He won the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2009 after his knee injury. Three-time First Team All-Pro, two-time Second Team All-Pro, 14-time Pro Bowler, um, four-time NFL Passing Touchdown Leader, 2 7 10, and 15. Three time NFL passing yards leader, two time NFL passer rating leader. The accolades go on and on. I want to bring us to present day. Bill, I feel, was of the mindset he didn't want to pay Tom two years at 25 mil per, which was more than he was more than capable of doing because he claims that the cap would have been affected which in the nfl the cap doesn't truly exist you can move money this way you can move money that way you can always move numbers around and make it work so the whole oh we couldn't do it because of the cap is a load of crap so he goes down to tampa signs a two-year 25 million dollar deal and wins a freaking Super Bowl in his first year. Now, yes, did they have offensive weapons in Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard? They brought Gronk down. They brought in Antonio Brown. Yes. But that team goes as Tom Brady goes. And it it was very clear that at the start of last season, Brady had a vendetta, and it was to prove Bill wrong and show him that he still had more left in the tank. Fast forward to present day, he enters Sunday night needing 68 yards passing to break the all-time NFL passing yards record set by Drew Brees two years ago. He's going to do it in Foxborough. He's going to do it in front of the fans that he dedicated the last 21 years to. He's going to do it in front of the coach that took him at pick 199. He's going to come into Foxborough and drop 50 on the Patriots and give Bill the big FU and walk out of town. Tom Brady should still be a Patriot. Bill Belichick, is he the greatest coach of all time? Yes, but how much of that was because he could kind of hide behind the fact that he had the greatest quarterback of all time at the helm running his offense. And when he might not have had the key pieces on defense, he could turn to Tom and say, hey, look, I need you to put up 40 tonight. And he'd turn around and he'd put up 40 without ask. Number 12 should still be running out of the tunnel on the home sideline. He should still be wearing Patriots blue and he should have his seventh Super Bowl banner hanging here. Maybe it didn't happen last year because of the weapons and whatnot that were surrounding him, but who knows? Maybe if the Patriots spent in the offseason this year like they did last year or uh, unlike they did last year and they have the weapons around, you know, they have John Smith and Hunter Henry, those dual tight ends, you know, how often did Brady love going double tight ends with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski in the heyday? I mean, that was, you you bring in 12 personnel, you set up two tight ends and just run things that way. I, uh, my big worry is that Tom Brady is going to play for a few more years down in Tampa. And at the end of the day, yeah, people are going to remember what he did here in new England, just because of how he did it. But my thought is that his career in Tampa is going to kind of overshadow some of the things that he did here in New England because of how recent it's going to be and because it's going to come at the tail end of his career.
0: So that's
1: my take on that. Um, Now with that in mind, how do you think the game on Sunday night is going to go?
2: Well, like you said, I I think that it's gonna it's gonna be a blowout. I I have Tampa Bay winning that game for sure. I uh, don't think it'll be. Uh, I don't think it'll be close. I think that the Bucks are firing on all cylinders right now, and especially coming into New England, Tom is going to have, as you said, that extra little spark in his engine and he is going to be ready and willing to go however you don't know you don't know bill i'm sure bill has been waiting for this you do know me i you know this bill but you do not know what bill is planning you for all we know bill has been having an inside guy on the Buccaneers just to win this game. I'm sure if Bill Belichick lost every other game this season besides this one, he would probably be secretly happy. But I know for a fact that the Buccaneers are going to win, though. I am taking the Buccaneers for sure.
1: Um, I, I already I already said it. I'm taking the Bucs. And I'm taking the Bucs in a big fashion. Um, did you see the promo that's been floating around on social media? Oh, man. So, NBC on Sunday night, when they, I think it was around the two minute warning of the fourth quarter um, in the Green Bay San Fran game, they rolled out a promo and they played Adele's Hello from the Other Side. And it was just Just hello or hello, whatever. Yeah. They played the song. And at the start, you know, they showed, them unveiling all the banners at Gillette, you know, Brady leading them out with his Patriots gear on. And then when she says hello from the other side, the cut, you see the transition and it's Brady and his bucks gear. And it was just very, very well done. Um, very, very well done by the NBC crew. So give them props to that. Um, We'll wrap up here with this. What is your all-time favorite Tom Brady moment here in New England? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one.
2: I think my all-time favorite Brady moment, just because it's a goaded moment, is at the end of the Super Bowl with the Seahawks when he takes the knee and he just stays on the ground and Richard Sherman walks up to him and extends his hand for a handshake. And Tom just sits there, with his hands on his knees. Just as the confetti is falling around him, Richard Sherman wants the handshake and he just doesn't give it to him. I, that's like when I knew that this man is truly the GOAT. That is how you talk shit to the one of the biggest shit talkers in the NFL at that time. Think about how much Richard Sherman was playing to the camera during the Super Bowl. Think about how confident he was before the interception. You know, that, that iconic shot of his face after it happens. You know, Richard Sherman does not deserve that. I mean, Richard Sherman... You know, Richard Sherman did not deserve to get Tom Brady's handshake at the end of that game. Dude was mad disrespectful. And Tom just showed complete class to Richard Sherman. And that's when I knew Patriots were an organization for the GOAT and for class.
1: Um
0: Yeah, I'm
1: mine is. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you could always you could always go to the Atlanta Super Bowl. Down 28 to 3, and just that was all Brady. Like, if he didn't keep the offense trucking like he needed to, forget about it. But I think, personally, for me, is again Super Bowl 49, fourth quarter down by 10 and he goes 12 of 16 for 160, 125 yards and two TDs against what was the top defense in the NFL at the time. He just shredded them apart and, you know, again,
0: snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. I
1: mean, it's – uh, again, it's close – but I think that one um, just slightly, just slightly edges out uh, Super Bowl Fifty One in my books.
2: But not to not to uh, rehash old wounds here. Seahawks should have run the ball.
0: Absolutely,
1: there's no question about that. You have one; of, they had one of the best running backs in the game at the time ball at the two yard line and you drop back and try and run a quick slant. Like what are you as, doing, Pete as Carroll? somebody
2: that as somebody that plays Madden, it's one of the most intercepted passes in
1: the game. Well yeah, because think about it right if you have linebackers pressing up at the line of scrimmage, you're you're loading up the box, you're playing seven in the box. And you're you know you have your two inside slot guys one usually runs an in route to the middle of the field. The other one, the offensive, uh, the opposite side, usually runs a quick out to the side. Your tight end usually runs a seam route up the right, uh, left hand side, and then your wide out comes up and over the top inside as well. Um, what? Yeah, I, it still baffles me that Pete Carroll opted to 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 run that play there. Um, but again, kudos to Malcolm Butler who. Didn't get to play in Super Bowl 50, uh, 51, uh, 52, um, against the Eagles, you know, but hey, anyway, Brady's coming back. He's going to take a steaming dump on, uh, midfield against the Patriots on Sunday night. And, um, you know, as much as I'll be rooting for the Patriots, I know what they got coming. It's just someone that that watched enough of him as a kid growing up again 21 years of the guy i remember when he won his first remember when he won the sixth one here you know um a little bit opposite times the first one i was like five years old six years old the last one i was in college time flies um but coming off a loss good luck beating him on sunday you're gonna need some sort of magical horseshoe, uh, rabbit's foot, four-leaf clover shoved 17 feet up your ass if you're a Bill Belichick on Sunday night to to beat this guy. So, all right. Well, we got a couple more things to get to here uh, before we wrap up. But again, we do appreciate everyone uh, tuning in here. As always, uh, you can find us on our socials. Uh, Twitter is at Chaos otr underscore pod you can find us on instagram at chaos on the rocks pod uh be sure to head there now to take a look at our latest uh discussion poll we'll be getting to that in a couple of moments here um but it is posted it is there take part in it um let us know what you think about it um you can find me on twitter at ian Bo. you can find bill on twitter at You mean and on twitch as well at what do you mean TV? Um, again, keep your eye out to socials because, uh, me and Bill might be working on something here. We might be trying to get something going, uh, for some outside content here on one of these sun, uh, football Sundays, um, do a little live stream or something of the likes on, uh, on Twitch and, and get you guys involved there as well. Um, All right, Bill, uh, you like McDonald's, right? You're a McDonald's guy? I'd prefer Wendy's, but yeah, I like McDonald's. Okay. Um, Have you ever gone to McDonald's and, you know, maybe you get somebody that's working a double. You go there in the evening and you get somebody that's just happened to have been there since like eight o'clock in the morning and they just want to go home. And they're not in a very pleasant mood. You can tell.
2: I've never had any really bad experiences with an employee. When I was there one time at like eleven in the night, uh, I saw some dude take the wet floor sign and throw it across the dining room floor into the kitchen area. And a uh, heavily overweight person came out of the back of the kitchen and just like grabbed the dude and threw him outside. It was pretty entertaining. I, me and my friends, were just sitting there eating like. Six pieces with fries. Watching this whole thing go down.
1: <laughs> okay, well, so a McDonald's worker over in the uh, over in the UK. This story comes to us uh, from the UK. McDonald's worker was fired after getting savage revenge on a customer with quote unquote an attitude in line. Uh, the story goes on to say, it's absolutely no secret that people are rude to people in the service industry far too often, whether it's bar staff, wait staff, or servers at your local McDonald's. Uh, people are taught that customer the customer is always right when in reality, we all know that's far from being the truth. Just ask anyone who's ever worked in a hospitality, i.e. you and myself here, Bill, we can kind of relate to that. Um, so, If we're being honest, we can imagine how fed up one McDonald's worker must have been feeling after being greeted by a rude customer after rude customer while being paid six pounds and 20 cents, which equates to $8 and 50 cents an hour. Um, Instead of talking to his manager about it. His customer who ordered. Um. I want to say it looks like a caramel, uh, like some sort of McFlurry or some sort of f- frap or some sort of milkshake, whatever. Um, and they wanted caramel on top. You know, so the, part, the, uh, the worker puts together the beverage and the whipped cream on top. And then instead of putting caramel on top, Again, this was all on TikTok with a caption that says, "When the customer has an attitude, but you remember you may, uh, remember make only eight fifty an hour." Instead of putting the caramel on top, he takes a container of sweet and sour sauce that we you would use to dip your chicken McNuggets in. Um a couple of comments underneath says this is why everyone should be kind to everybody, no matter what. So again, we're kind of having a full circle, you know, thing here, be kind to people, you know, be especially be kind to people that work in fast food and people that deal with your food. Um, So Bill, my question to you, if you were to get revenge on a customer, not that we're condoning that, but you know, say you were dealt with, an asshole came up to whatever restaurant you're working in. What's one way that you might think about doing that to kind of, you know, get back at them.
2: I don't really have anything creative, to be honest. Uh, Nothing really jumps off the top of my mind. Do you uh have something that can get my mind
1: jogging? So I was kind of giving this a little bit of thought. Um, I think the sweet and sour sauce on top of a on top of a milkshake is is just genius. Because I mean, again, it, it looks like caramel, and unpo- uh, unfortunately for the poor asshole whoever wanted to be rude to the to the uh, food service worker probably was in for a very, was in for a very rude awakening uh, when they went to take their first sip. And all of a sudden it's sweet and sour sauce, realizing they don't have any chicken McNuggets in front of them. Um, my, my thing would be right if, say someone ordered like a Sprite or something like that, just take like a whole lemon. Like, I don't know if they have lemons in McDonald's or whatever, you know, just readily available. But like, just take a lemon cut it in half it just squeeze the whole lemon into the sprite and just make it like over the top like uh, just undrinkable um you know you could put like sour cream on top of a milkshake instead of instead of whipped cream or something like that um you could put hot sauce on a burger instead of uh, instead of ketchup, right? Because you automatically get your ketchup on top of your burgers, right? Just load it up with hot sauce instead of instead of ketchup. Those are a couple of things that I could think of.
2: I feel like a good one for me. If they order a ten piece nugget, I'm giving them nine.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, just again, right? We we talked about it earlier when we were bringing up the Shack story. Be nice to people. Right, there's no need to be rude. You never know what somebody's going through in their day, what they're going through in their life at that moment. Don't have to be an asshole to people, man. You know, and especially don't be an asshole to somebody that deals with your food, unless you want to get a frap or a milkshake with whipped cream and sweet and sour sauce on top instead of your caramel. Um,
2: Agreed. It's just so easy to be nice to people. Have
1: have you ever been that rude customer bill like maybe maybe not no. that rude that you cause some maybe not that rude that you cause somebody to like fuck with your meal but like you know i've ever, ever had a karen moment is that what you're yeah. asking so i have actually
2: but i i had a justified karen moment okay so um at the height of the pandemic The Pokemon grading card service, known as PSA, um, had a card that's currently valued at $15,000 in their possession of mine, and I received no updates, and I received no notification of the card being obtained and shipped by them until I called... Like this poor, poor service lady. Melissa always tells me this that I was such a mean person to this lady, but I they were just giving me no information, and this lady was like, "Oh, like we can't grade your card," and I was like. Why can you not grade my card? And she was literally just like, because we can't. I and mean, they I still to this day have not gotten an explanation of why they could not grade my card. And I literally was like, I need to speak to your manager. Like, I really like I was like, I'm not trying to be rude to you right now. Like, I need to speak to somebody higher up than you. Like, I just need to know that this card that is extremely valuable, that is currently in your guys' possession, is at least safe and is at least going to get sent back to me in the condition that it is currently in because i sent it to another grading company i graded a nine so i wanted to make sure that the card remained in that pretty good mint condition and like the woman just refused she was like no i can't do that like they they're not like she's like i'm on a chat with them right now they're telling me what to say i was like i don't give a fuck i want to talk to them on the fucking phone like (laughs) I, I, but I, at the end of the day, I was like, the lady was literally just like, dude, like I can't do anything. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really cannot offer you anything here. And like, I was literally just like, well, I want you guys to send my card back immediately. Like, I don't even want you guys to do anything to it, blah, blah, blah. So they literally like sent it back to me. And like, it did come back in the condition that I sent it in and all this stuff, but I was just pissed. They just weren't giving me any information. And I had to call to get the information and call for them to actually like get ready to send my card back. It was just really stupid. Just a very stupid situation.
1: Yeah, that's, um, yeah. I mean, I can't, just right off the top of my head right now, I mean, maybe there was one time where I went to, like, a restaurant and, like, they overcooked my steak, and, like, that's one thing with me, if you overcook my steak, you best believe I'm sending it back, um, so it's, it's just one of those things, you overcook my steak, forget about it. Um, but that's, that's probably the only thing I can really, uh, I can really think of, um, so, all right, we got one thing left bill. It's going to be our discussion poll, uh, topic of the week. Again, a friendly reminder to head to our Instagram at chaos on the rocks pod. Um, you can take part in the discussion poll there. Let us know, um, what you think about it. And uh, Bill, I'll let you uh, let you tee this one up since uh, you're bringing it to the uh, to the floor. Yeah, I was just bored at
2: work today, and I was thinking about how cool it would be to have more Pokemon cards. Honestly, and I was like, oh, too bad Pokemon cards don't just fall from the sky. And then it got me thinking, what would it be like to have Pokemon cards fall from the sky? But then I thought about it this way, of well if pokemon cards fall from the sky then they're not desirable anymore there's so much of it that it has no value right so the question i thought of was if you could have one thing to fall from the sky like rain that would not make you or anyone else more rich for example something like money or gold or pokemon cards
1: yeah so nothing worth like actual like currency value
2: right yeah what would you choose
1: um you know i i i was actually kind of thinking about this today because i was enjoying one when i was at work earlier um this afternoon kit kats i love a good kit kat
2: good answer good answer you know, I I would definitely love to see Kit Cats fall. Yeah,
1: rain Kit Cats that would be fantastic. Um, if I had to pick a second thing, I'd say Skittles.
2: Skittles could do damage though.
1: It is it's like bonus. hail.
2: It's like hail at that point, I guess though.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really small hail. You know, true. It's it's not like it's like golf ball sized hail. You know what I mean.
2: So you're not picking malt balls to fall yeah.
1: from this guy, then? No, not picking malt balls to fall from this guy. So yeah, I'd go either uh Kit Kats or uh or Skittles.
2: I think personally, for me, I would go Swedish Fish. Ooh. I I love Swedish Fish. Well, hold
1: on. you mentioned Skittles doing some damage, but Swedish Fish, dude, those things are like little torpedoes. They're gummies. They they could not do damage. They're gummies. No, but see now, hold on. If you let them sit out for a little while or you let them get cold enough, right? They become like rocks.
2: Fair, fair. But they, it's the ideal. It's my fantasy. <laughs> I would say Swedish fish. I was thinking about donuts too, because like how cool would it be for donuts just fall out of the sky, right?
1: We're getting into our real fat boy moments now. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's. You know. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have to
2: have like the like a rainbow of donuts. I don't think I could just do like just glazed or just no like chocolate or no just a frosting. variety.
1: You're yeah. standing outside, standing outside with a bucket. Hey ma, it's raining donuts again. You know, outside catching them. <laughs> like hey, look, we got we got we got uh we got our brunch item for you know brunch on Susie's next Tuesday. You know, I got the donuts.
2: I was thinking about also saying beer, but
1: that would hurt. Oh, like you're just talking about like a pure liquid form and not. Yeah, like just, a can...
2: just instead of it actually being rain, it would be like Ooh. rain, beer rain.
1: What kind I of like that beer? would
2: just dis- I feel like that would destroy ecosystems. though.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. What kind of beer are we talking, though?
2: Well, we probably have to do Bud Light because it's the closest to water, right? True. <laughs> True. You're not
1: wrong there, my friend. Um. so yeah all right there you go our uh, discussion topic of the week if you could have one thing fall from the sky like rain that's not any form of currency or things you can exchange for currency like Pokemon cards or baseball cards or things like that uh, what would it be head on over to our uh, Instagram page at chaos on the rocks pod and uh, be sure to take part and let us know what's something you would like to see fall from the sky. You know, like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Maybe you want meatballs to fall from the sky to have with uh, your spaghetti dinner tomorrow night. So, all right, Bill, that'll, uh, that'll do it for us. That'll do it for episode number 19. Uh, We've kind of already echoed the uh, sentiment of be nice to anybody uh, to be nice to people out there, but uh, any other closing thoughts for the people? Um no,
2: I think that I'm going to challenge you all to do one nice thing for somebody this weekend. Be it uh pay for a coffee or hold the uh, door, hold the door, or even just smile at somebody that looks like they which, need a smile. Don't be creepy about it, but
1: yeah, which hold on. By the way, like if you're walking into a building and you don't hold the door for somebody behind you, you're an asshole.
2: Yeah, you're kind of a dick like I understand
1: if they're like fifteen to twenty yards away you know, and they're kind of taking their time getting, but if they're like five five feet behind you, especially if it's an older gentleman or an older lady, be a good person, hold the door for them. You know, come on. Again, it doesn't take much to be nice to people. That's it. That's it. So that'll do it for us here. Episode 19 is finished much like the Patriots on Sunday night in Foxborough, and we haven't even got to kickoff time yet. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football Sunday. Enjoy the ass-kicking that Tom Brady is bringing with him. And we will talk to you guys next week. For Bill, my name's Beach. And as always, remember, life is always better with a drink of the rocks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.
0: Choice. Sure.